Well, well, well. You've seen the title. <laughs> what could this episode be all about? Yeah, we decided to kick Alex out, and this is our announcement video. Um, a lot of bad things happened uh, that we can't really talk about and get into here from like a legal perspective while the proceedings like go forward. Uh, but... That's just what's happening here. Just an announcement video. Can we not? Can we not start this narrative? I feel like we're gonna pull a try, guys. <laughs> I feel Whoa! That's not? on you if you're worried about a try, guys. I don't Jake, <laughs> when you're like Alex did some stuff, we can't talk about it. Like, whoa. <laughs> anyway, um, we're not the try guys. We're the tough cut. <laughs> Hello and welcome back. <laughs> Um, this is, if you don't know, it's, this is drama from fucking four months ago. He cheated on his wife, right? That's what yeah. it was. With someone who they work, yeah. who works for him. Mm. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I'm well, that's why we don't have employees, so <laughs> we're, we're rehashing Try Guys drama four fucking months, five Honestly, months later. But I feel, seven like months? Are into I feel like some people are into it. And look, it's seven months later, but like someone could be listening to this accidentally like ten years from now. If an alien were like, to like gauge human like culture from this like episode, mm -hmm. they need to know about the Try Guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, I feel like they'd listen to this and then be like, "Ooh, who are the Try Guys?" <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're boosting their ratings, not even our own. Oh. Hey, it's okay. Um, soon we'll be purchasing Second Try LLC. You know. Um, Do you know what their LLC name is? Yeah. Anyway, I feel no, like no, don't say back. yeah like it's common knowledge. What the fuck? <laughs> Hello and welcome back. We're the Tough Cut Podcast, <laughs> not Second Try LLC. And I'm Matthew. I'm Alex. I'm Jake. But hold on. I feel like you literally, like, every, anytime you read a news story, instead of, like, getting the point of the story, you look up their LLCs. <laughs> uh, any LLCs attached first. And then you're like, oh, I can finally contextualize what's going on here from my perspective. From my perspective, <laughs> big finance boy only cares about the stocks. Whoa, I didn't study finance. I just happened to be, I used to be good at trading stocks. He's naturally gifted at finance. <laughs> God, wow. Beautiful. Um, This is episode 101, part one of the Alex bracket. He what? didn't do anything reprehensible and is not kicked off the podcast. Love that mm. for me. Well, we unless he too. did, he pitch 101 Dalmatians because that's should have been pitched <laughs> for our for bracket here today. Um, I what didn't. the fuck are you talking about? Because <laughs> it's episode 101, Matt. Oh, okay, okay. Don't don't what the fuck me? <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm replacing one of my picks with Cruella. Oh, which one? Do you want to tell us what's in? Actually, I'll tell us what's in the bracket. Save you some breath today, Alex. You're the specialist boy. Oh, thanks. Uh, coming at you in today's episode, we've got Shrek versus Frozen, and then Jurassic Park versus Midnight in Paris. And then in the second half um, of the bracket, we've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Kung Pao Enter the Fist, and then Princess Bride versus Seven Days in Hell. So now, lots hold of on. fun. I think... I think it's important to clarify which Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles it is. Mm -hmm. The uh, one that Michael hasn't one, come right? out yet. The Seth Rogen like one that's going to come out. You yeah, know, actually, I, I do think I do think that one looks pretty good. But no, um, nineteen ninety, I believe, is the year. So why did you make me watch the Megan Fox one? 
No, you sat my ass down. I got a cryptic email. It said, I am Alex. In the <laughs> I am that? Alex. In order to save this prince from Nigeria, you need to sit down. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, Alex picked all the movies because this is his bracket. These yeah, movies matter to him. And we we love it. Look, this year we really wanted to celebrate because it's you know we have we have a hundred episodes. We've been doing this for a hot minute. This year we really just wanted to celebrate our our people. We wanted to celebrate, you know. So we're celebrating the members of the Tough Cut by during their birthday month. We're celebrating them. So this they is get to Alex's. Pick all the movies. They get to pick all the movies, and we don't get to work as hard. It's great. I love it. Um, <laughs> you just have to suffer through my awful taste. No, you have Whoa. great taste. But spoiler warning: we're going to be ruining these amazing movies you picked. All of them bangers, and except for that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle pick, I have Megan Fox ones better. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be spoiling these movies. So if you want to watch along, which we encourage you do, please, uh, you know, look out for spoilers if you haven't seen a movie like Shrek before. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure just as often as we like unloaded in the Jake bracket and we're like, man, audience, please watch this movie. It's so good. I'm sure we're going to be saying that repeatedly. Um, the <laughs> fact that Matt said that makes me think he's not going to say that. And that makes no, me I'm feel kidding. bad. No, I'm kidding. We'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it. That's like the worst thing you could say. Yikes. That's like Yikes. the awful, whenever we're doing prep for episodes and I'm like really excited to show a movie to like one of my friends here. Uh, and I'm like, oh my God, so like I'm, I'm nervous. Like, what do you say? And then Matthew just gives up. We'll talk about it. Honestly, it is kind of like my coded phrase. It's in the not a good prep. time. It's not a good <laughs> no, time. No, 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 no. It was, it was a light hearted joke. What accent did you try to do? Like, I don't <laughs> I've done okay. three different voices today. I'm on a absolute fucking... I expect 10 something. by the time the episode ends, and we will be keeping track at home. Uh, editor, can you put a timer in? Ding! Cool. Cool. Ding! Okay. <laughs> fucking cinema sins looking ass. Cinema wins more like it. Shut up. That I'm okay with. <laughs> anyway, we, uh, Alex, you more haven't like, been able to talk for two minutes. What, what's going on? Like, more like cinema shins, am I right? Yeah, <laughs> that's why we don't let Alex talk. So, uh, <laughs> um, um, yeah, I can go ahead and introduce the movies unless there's anything else we gotta gotta no, do. We're good, yeah, start us off. There Sick. are no content warnings for. Yeah, I feel like your movies will not have. My, yeah, I probably uh, probably not. Um, so starting off the bat, we've got Shrek versus Frozen. Um. Oh God, Google's not showing me the description of Shrek. Okay, Shrek. <laughs> wow, this is going really well, guys. He's gonna leave um, that in. <laughs> um. Oh God, my computer is making noises. Uh, Shrek released in two thousand one, directed by Andrew Adamson, Vicky Jensen, Mike Mitchell, Gary Trostale, Conrad Vernon, Kelly Asbury, and Chris Miller. What's that movie about the ogre? He's living in a swamp. He's having a good life, but then there's a bunch of fairy tale creatures around him. And he's like, "What the heck?" So he's got to go get them out of there. He goes to the big political figure. Political figure's like, "I'll get those people off your land if you go rescue a princess." And he does that, and then they fall in love. Him and him and the king. Yep. Anyway, um, yep. so what I I think. You know, like like what uh, like what happened in the Jake bracket. Why you guys think I picked this one? Um, I think this is the softball to start us off. Um, it's <laughs> Shrek. 
you know, noted Shrek 2 enjoyer, noted Shrek franchise enjoyer. Um, this movie just meant a lot to you as a kid. It was a film that yourself and your brother bonded over, watched a lot. Like, yeah. Oh! Oh my god! <laughs> Holy I've ne- shit! I've never been jump scared by a Shrek figurine before. He but. just, he pulled up the Shrek figurine. That's insane. Um, yeah, no, this one is clearly like a, you're a very wholesome guy. As, as shown, if anyone's watched the, uh, if anyone's like, you know, listened to a lot of these episodes, you could like Alex's picks, Alex's reactions to some of Matthew and I's curse picks. Like it's <laughs> I, I'm very excited to have just a wholesome little time in this bracket. And I think Shrek is just I'm surprised you didn't pick Shrek Forever After. But um Are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but this is just like a solid just first. I feel like it encapsulates like you're just like, let me sit and be like who I am. Like, I feel like you, you're you never afraid to just be like who you are. And that's what Shrek's about, baby. So I yeah, love that. Literally. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you guys hit the nail on the head. Uh, like Matt said, this movie has a special place in my heart from uh, – uh, watching it so much with my brother. Um, it's a party trick we do for my grandparents where Ben and I will like do the, um, the gingerbread man scene and we'll just like start doing it and so, everyone stops talking to listen to us do it. Which one of you lays <laughs> on a slab? <laughs> uh, uh, we more do the lines, I guess we don't. Act it out. Oh, you um, said but party trick. Ne- That's next the evolution time. of it. Next time, next time. Yeah, next family we'll event, one of you just hop on, uh, throw the <laughs> tablecloth off the table and lay down and lay belt down. those lines out. Chop off your little yeah. legs, you know? Solve yeah, yeah, off. yeah. Yeah, so that way uh, the other one can, like, do a little dance. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's cute, though. I like that. Thanks. I yeah, could this see movie... that. Like, I could see it vividly. That's why it's a, it's a good, great pick for you. Uh, I oh, hate yeah. the movie. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so good. Um, no, the trick's great. Yeah, it's a great movie. I think the one difficulty that I had with it is that I do think that Shrek 2 is my favorite of the Shrek movies. And I was debating whether or not to pick Shrek 2. We already talked about it in the sequels bracket all the way back when we first started this whole thing. Um, So, you know, there is that. um, That it's not my favorite Shrek movie, but it's very good. And it started it off, you know? Yeah. Um, The whole thing. Yeah, it's a great film. Yeah. it, it carries, obviously, you know, Shrek 2 carries a lot of the same DNA. So, you know, in terms of, like, gut reactions, they're very similar. Like, it is wearing those pop cultural elements on its sleeve, using those references really effectively. Um, the choices of music, I think, are really fun. It's yeah. just, like, a good movie through and through. It's so interesting it had that many directors. I feel like animation, that happens a lot. And I don't know whether it's because, you know, some shenanigans with DreamWorks of, like, time allocated to artists or like people get fired or like people get like it's that's so interesting to me I, I don't know the lore behind it looking behind the scenes of any animated project is uh very telling and very interesting that's just like a little little fun fact i just thought you like kept naming naming directors and i was like oh my god oh yeah no it's a ton i don't i am not 
very intimately familiar with the production of Shrek. I do know that it was originally Chris Farley and then they switched over to Mike Myers, um, who then had them to like entirely re-record all of the audio he recorded at once. And then in post-production was like, wait, what if I did this like Scottish accent and then re-recorded all of it? And that's probably why one director dropped out because they're like, I'm not coming back for that (laughs) fucking bullshit. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I think, though, this was a movie that was, like, in production hell for a little bit that then became DreamWorks' darling. But um, It's a 9-11 yeah. movie. Wait, what, what, when did it come yeah. out? 2001. Yeah, it was a 9-11 movie, so that's that's important to note. Could have been before. Could have been before. April 22nd. Then it has some explaining to do. Um, <laughs> Why didn't it tell us? <laughs> Guys, I think uh, worth noting. Yeah. It came out on my birthday. Whoa! This is my Shrek. Shrek is my birthday movie. Are you spiritually Whoa. Shrek? I'm an ogre. Are <laughs> honestly that's a line from Shrek too. But um, Whoa. yeah, you want to go ahead and introduce what it's up against, Alex? Yeah, it's not alone here. It's going up against Frozen, directed by Jennifer Lee and Chris Buck, released in 2013. This. Uh, new age Disney God, that's classic. A decade ago. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna jump off a bridge. Well, only nine years. It was uh, November 2013. Um, two princesses lose their parents, stay in a castle for their whole lives. Uh, one of them, cuz of age, ready to become queen, but oh no, it gets scary when she turns the whole world into perpetual winter and runs away. Um, and then Kristen Bell has to go get her back. Story about sisterhood. What do you, why you why you guys think I picked this one? I think you love your sister. I think you know. <laughs> yeah, your sister Gruntilda. Uh, I think you never talk about Gruntilda. Yeah. We don't talk about Gruntilda because we agreed. Uh, yeah, I'm not talking about Gruntilda. <laughs> I think okay. I think for Frozen. Similar to Shrek, like there's this like genuine love of of animated Disney esque fare. Um, I know Shrek is DreamWorks, but I feel like you love like animated geared towards children uh, stories. Um, and I also think maybe this was the first one to kind of because for me personally, I'm not a big fan of Frozen, but I really the parts I really like, I do really like. I really enjoyed how this was about sisterhood and it was Disney princesses like, you know, coming together not like to, you know, whatever. It's like the Falling power of love. The man. Um they still yeah. have the man plot and like whatever. Yeah. But it's like the it's solution herring, was though. about Yeah, exactly. So I think maybe it was you starting like 10 fucking years ago, starting to shift the gears in your like childhood uh, to where it wasn't just about a uh, funny, funny ogre man poots uh, where it was about, Oh, this could be like a little more and it's a little more complicated. And you really start to think about those things. So that's, that's my reasoning. Yeah. So this one was one that um, I have not heard you espouse tremendous amounts of love for frozen. Um, I think this element of like powerful love between siblings, like the, you know, um, sisterly love can just as well be translated to brotherly love. Um, there is also though, like the, the only reference ostensibly I've heard you continue to make is the yoo-hoo, big summer blowout. <laughs> um, uh. however, <laughs> maybe a long shot. But this 
it if my timelines are right oh this movie would have come out around ish the time that you and your current wife got together i don't know if that plays into it matt You've hit the nail on the nice. head. Ooh, good job. Wow. This, I, good I, was, job. I was sitting there pouring over it, and I'm like, wait a minute. Good job. This I, was, I gave um, it no thought at all. <gasps> yeah, I think this was one of the harder ones to guess. This is um, this is the first movie that Marina and I saw in theaters together. That's since amazing. We started dating. That's oh, my gosh. Um, great job. Crushed it. Yeah. Um, I texted and then, him the answer. Um, <laughs> I just want to be very The other clear thing about it, too, like, I think Thanks, part of it, too, like, the reason that it stood out as the first movie we saw together is like, I don't have a sister, but Marina does. And Marina has red hair and her older sister is blonde and they were always friends. But like, I guess when they were middle school, high school, they like weren't like best, best friends. And now they're very good friends. So it was like, I think very, and it was one of those things where like a theme of our relationship has been me like dragging Marina to go see movies because she doesn't want to see them because she's like, I'll hate this. And then I'm like, no, you'll probably like it. And she goes and she likes it. This was like one of the first ones. And it was like, I'm too old for Disney movies. Like, why are we going to see a Disney movie? And then it just like ripped her heart apart. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, that's why that's why I picked this one. <sighs> I feel good about that. Nice. Yeah, you um, nailed it. Yeah, I um, I actually quite like Frozen. Uh, it was, I think, maybe somewhat similar to Marina. Like, uh, like I, you know, I was maybe like hit in the face as a, you know, mid-teen, whatever. It was like, oh, I'm too old for Disney movies. <laughs> um, and I saw this and I was like, wow, I actually really enjoyed that movie. Um, you know, I, I think maybe to some of what Jake was saying earlier, that we didn't really expound on it, but I'm going to steal it. Um, I do think that there are things that aren't like perfect about the film. Um, but like it is, mm-hmm. I think gen, a general, a genuinely enjoyable movie. And like, Hey, I like the music a lot. It did make me want to build a snowman. I will say that's my favorite song of the whole thing. I think that whole sequence is very inspired. I'm a big, big fan of that. Um, I, I think I just like, question how it like blew up the way it did like frozen's like a stronghold and like i was a kid when this came out like you know it's not like it was i I didn't understand that vibe or it's like oh this isn't made for me anymore like but it it blew up like people love it and then it got like a game of thrones style like sequel like the the trailer was insane (laughs) i don't know if you remember that audience or you guys but the trailer when i saw it i was like What's going on? What's happening? <laughs> it's like when did Cars you, 3 had that trailer where like it was like Wait, did you guys dying. Okay, hold on. Did you see Cars 3? Cars I 3? I can't remember. Um no. you would remember if you saw Cars 3. Cars 3 is actually so. a phenomenal movie. Where the second one was like, "Oh, we're spies." The third one is see, How do you like, remember the second movie? Well, I, I never saw like, the second movie. The second one is like there are domestic, planes. Oh no, international terrorism. While the third soil. one, 
we're not talking about Cars 3 in this bracket, but the third Cars movie is like him and he's like a racer past his prime and he's like trying to get back on the track so that way he can like The trailer like, do he it. like fucking like is so intense yeah. he like spirals out and dies. He's in like, it's like car physical therapy to like get back on the race yeah, for it's one like last really race. Depressing. And same with Frozen 2. Like I just, I don't, I think... I don't have an issue when things are popular and people like them. Like, I'm I'm not that person. But for some things, I genuinely, like, I don't understand what it. What about and Avatar? That's, I don't hate it because it's popular. I will, I've made that very clear on this podcast and in life. I do not it hate it It definitely seems to sting you a little. It's the highest gruesome film of all time. <laughs> no, it, it pisses uh, me off that people like it so much, but I don't hate it because it's popular. Okay, I hate it because fair. it's a bad movie. Good clarification. I, yeah. <laughs> Like, I, sure, I, sure, sure. I don't like that people like it, but I don't hate it because people like it. <laughs> mm. That's fair. That's fair. In that's a good distinction. It, that's like, yeah, that's, 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 who don't get me. Ooh. You're going to be all <laughs> riled up and now I'm going to attribute Frozen to Avatar. You just fucked yourself for this whole rest of the bracket. Um, oh no. One of my movies isn't going to move on. No, I'm voting for neither now. Oh shit. Fuck. Uh, anyway, we should compare these films. One didn't get compared to Avatar, so I like that one a lot more. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I guess I think what's interesting about both of these movies is that they're kind of not necessarily genre bending, but they're kind of expectation defying, right? Like Shrek is very much not your average kind of fairy tale movie, right? Like it's it's a love story, but, you know, it. I feel like it it breaks away from the typical fairy tale love stories in many ways. Um, like obviously Shrek is not your classic fairy tale protagonist. Um, and I think, you know, we already talked about it with frozen, right? Where like the love story is in it, but it's a red herring, you know, it's more about that sisterly love. So, you know, I think yeah. that's an interesting thing that they both. So have. how does that relate to you, Alex? I mean, how, how do you feel about like breaking the the mold? This is the Alex bracket. This is how you ask me. Like, it's not necessarily like, I want to know how you felt about seeing these two movies, you know, kind of not have traditional things and why, why it rung why true to resonates. you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like with Shrek in particular, you know, like I was always a fan of the fractured fairy tale genre. Like I remember having that. Hoodwinked. Uh, like, yeah, Hoodwinked, um, Hoodwinked 2, those are the main ones. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not true. Um, is I remember, like, like, having the first major, like, kind of, at least in, like, the modern zeitgeist, like, fractured fairy tale-ish story, like, Shrek? I can't uh, think At of... least in modern times. Do you have, yeah, like, yeah you know, probably, like, recent memory. They have, like, brothers. Anyway, sorry, sorry to interrupt you well all the stories date back to brothers grim that's where they yeah. come from <laughs> that's what that's what i'm saying yeah that's um... i guess inherently they were originally fractured we unfractured them yeah and now exactly. we fracture them again but this i'm trying to farts. be enlightened again matthew i'm trying to really <laughs> come on he's, he's riding that high uh sorry to interrupt you alex go ahead um i just think that like i think shrek probably came out at just like the perfect time for me um where it was like I was, I don't know, like four years old. I turned four when Shrek came out. Um, or did I, yeah, I turned three or four. And so it was like, I was a little kid. I knew all the fairy tales. And I was old enough because this was like an animated movie. My parents, I'm sure, didn't realize like all of the jokes that are in it that are like, would zoom over my head. 
Um, and so it was just like the way they make fun of Pinocchio and like the wolf from like the big bad wolf, like those jokes just like hit me real good. Was he like a porn addict? The wolf? No, is that um, like a, is that me? Like he just cross dresses. No, I, I know that, but I, I think that wasn't there some, am I like totally, he has like, like a pork illustrated magazine or something, I think, or something like that. I don't know if that's in this one or the next one. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting M- Mandala affected right now. I, I I remember the wolf having a crippling port addiction. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, and, in this and, movie, the wolf has one line. He just looks up from the bed and goes, what? Well, I just like, like knowing you, Alex, and it's the Alex bracket, I just felt that. I just oh, yeah, thought. my crippling porn addiction? <laughs> you thought it was like really relatable for me? <laughs> I mean, both of these films have characters like that. <laughs> Olaf. Olaf. Yes. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, and then I think like with Shrek, just as I got older, you know, I was someone who like had had self body image issues and stuff like that, and so like when I like came back to this movie when I was a little older, and I was like, oh shit, like this movie actually rocks, and so like my brother and I would watch it together, and it just became like a. You know, it would be like a we're hanging out playing video games and it's like 11 p.m. And we're like, do we want to go to bed or do we want to hang out tonight? <laughs> and it was like, a, if we're hanging out, we're either going to play continue playing video games or we're going to like put Shrek on. Yeah, uh, nice. and it's crazy. Yeah, it was great. I love that. I mean, it, that's that's why I love these these brackets, because it's it's less about, you know, comparing the movies as like a go to head which one is is i like better sort of a deal and like just talking about how it impacted you and like that's the reason why i like movies in general um i think yeah shrek like shrek to me feels more of the obvious pick like you said um than than frozen does uh, I know Frozen like is like a good movie to a lot of people. I I know you have the connection to your wife, and that's beautiful and lovely. Um, but this I ain't about a, her. I do have a connection with my wife. Thank you. Oh wow! wow. <laughs> um, what I'll say about Frozen, like I think I'm underselling it. I, Shrek has had a bigger part of my life for longer, so it's like easier to talk about, right? But I think like when Frozen first came out, like I went pretty hard into the soundtrack. I like. I could sing a lot of those songs from memory right now. Sing the God, worst I, one. I would love to hear that. God, but Jake, then I have to decide what the worst one is. Don't I know. Put I him, wanted to don't know. Don't put baby you. in a corner. I uh, Probably my least favorite song is the Rangers are better than people one, but that's because it's just like 30 seconds. Mm. Um, There's not enough of it. <laughs> hot take. One of my favorite songs in that movie is the like, um, the like opening. Beware the frozen heart. Uh, I used to listen to that on the bus on the way to school. Well, congrats. Disney's now going to take down this episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, which, like, I totally get, Alex. You know, like, as I said, I like the music from this. What's your favorite song? Sing, 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 sing. Yeah, sing um, your favorite song. Sing, well, sing. Here's, here's what I'll say is that um, this came out when I was, like, full in the Gremlin era. Um, so... I chiefly believe I listened to these songs as, um, uh, where, where are you going to say, are where, you about to fucking say Starcraft to like remasters of them? Are you no. about to say oh, like recontextualization? No, no I, I changing would, the, I would never do something so uncouth to the frozen soundtrack. <laughs> uh, no, actually I listened to Dota two parodies of the uh, <laughs> frozen soundtrack. 
Um, we deserve uh, to study your brain. Honestly, that's what I've been saying. <laughs> uh, but, Can you sing but, one of those for me, though? Um, I He's can't done it sing, before. Get a couple but, drinks in him, and he does sing it for you. Or that he goes on a rant about olive oil. Olive oil. It's kind yeah. of a 50-50 toss-up. Um, unironically true, though. Any song from, like, the, I don't know, early to mid-2000s, if it's on at like a party and I've had a couple of drinkies, you'll quietly hear me singing the lyrics switched up to the Starcraft two versions. Jake has called me on it too many times. He's like, I thought you wouldn't know the lyrics to this song. My favorite thing to do at like a social function uh, is to silently listen to Matthew when he thinks no one's paying attention to him. Cause he no, genuinely please. believes that no one's paying attention to him when there's a lot of people at a party. And it is my favorite thing to do. To just listen to him. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I I think it's, as I said, like, initially it seems really interesting that Frozen was one of the picks because it's not one that you've, like, carried through as, like, a as much an outspoken piece of your identity. But, like, once the pieces clicked together as far as the timeline went, I was like, oh, this probably has something to do with Marina. And, like, it always, like, itched at me that the Yoo-hoo, Big Summer Blowout was, like, a thing that had stuck with you enough that you're referencing it, you know, many, many years later when you finally meet me. Did, I, kind of did like, I reference that a lot? Like, I know I did the Baby Bjorn voice, but that, I don't know, was, like, you yeah, and Perry this. would uh, I don't, I don't know if I remember say it hearing... at each other. Oh, no, we would do, we were doing uh, Sven und Sven. That... Rings more of a bell. I mean, I give quotes to Surf's Up all the time. Doesn't mean Surf's Up, you know, is one of my I mean, core. It's an emotionally important film for you. It, I mean, honestly, I love that movie. But, like, it's not, you know, like... Regardless, sort of what I'm, I'm, I'm getting at is, like, I think that there are lots of th- pieces about this film that, like, it makes sense would resonate with you or things that you would have enjoyed. You know, sort of, like the point I'm trying to make ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, he, he pitched it. You don't got to convince him. I know. I, well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> no, 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 totally. You can pitch anything he wants. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Catch us next week when Alex unveils that he switched one of the movies that we watched. <laughs> to Cruella. I'd be fine um, with it, honestly. Yeah. What, what what I will say when it comes to Frozen, not again, not the guess locked in them weeds, but the fact that in the first ten minutes we get the <laughs> you get the sick ass headshot, and then the parents saying we'll be back in two weeks, <laughs> proceed to die immediately, are literally comedy gold. Yeah, I guess like what I'm wondering is like with the way that this movie was made, do you think they set out and were like, oh, we're going to do an up, like the saddest first 15 Yeah, movie, it felt very like they tried to up. do Pixar, like, you know, Pixar's emotional gripping beginnings, like, hardcore in this one is what it felt like. I, I, I'm trying to separate my feelings about, like, Frozen as, like, something I don't enjoy as much. Uh, versus like you know it's not really about that it's about how it represents you alex but i feel like i've only heard like kind of like one reasoning and then like vague reasonings like matthew you said like i get it but you haven't said like kind of how it connects to alex yet you know what i mean like 
Well, if, we haven't talked about my ice magic powers. Oh, well, come yeah. on. Lay it off. I mean, and that's from Shrek, though. I mean, like, do you think I'd be friends yeah, honestly, with someone point for both. when they, point for both. they don't have something transactional to add, like yeah. ice powers? I remember the wolf having a crippling porn addiction and ice powers. I just don't, like, did I watch the same movie? Did I, like... No, you watched Frozen 2010, the film where they're stuck on a ski lift. <laughs> that, that really got me. That's really funny. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, I think a lot of what it comes down to is similar to the question you initially launched this off with. Um the the idea of like not that alex is like inherently a subversive figure he is um, to me <laughs> it's built it's in his dna um built but like different. <laughs> i i feel like there is something really really sweet in the reasons why frozen chooses to buck the traditional disney princess trend and have the film not chiefly be about like finding romantic love um is just like there's something very heartfelt to that. And I think that that is sort of where the film, you know, is uh, frequently it's most genuine. And I think that those are elements or emotions that remind me of Alex, like the, just like being a genuine, just tremendously heartfelt human being, you know, Mm -hmm. which is, you could say similarly to, to Shrek. I mean, there's a lot of heartfelt, stuff that's really going to bad for shrek right now right now (laughs) well i i it's it's not it's just for me it feels more like it feels it just feels more alex and that's what the bracket's all about to me okay i have a question and you guys might not might not know this um which version of shrek did you watch did you watch the original version or the like remastered version and there are only a couple differences, but one of the main ones that always stands out to me and how I can always tell which version I'm watching. At the beginning of the movie, when Donkey like is first meeting Shrek and he's starting to sing like the um uh My Troubles Have All Gone. There's yeah, no one nobody to knows me. the tr- if, yeah. if music starts playing in the background of that, you know you have the remastered version. And if there's no music, it's the original version. I and it's very know. like small differences. But uh, yeah, I'm curious which ones you watched. I watched. I watched the, the Norwegian on, one on where Hulu. the wolf has a crippling <laughs> porn addiction. Well, I, now that we've gotten to the bottom of that, <laughs> my man um, just wanted to flex that he knew the subtle differences between no, the. No, I mean, I was just wondering if you are, guys are there. What is the biggest difference between the two? I have probably no idea that, which one I watched. Probably that one. Probably See, that on. I have know. no idea. You just you wanted to flex. You which, wanted to which flex. Which one's on Hulu? Uh, I don't know. What? Uh, here's what I'll say about watching it on Hulu. Um, Not when you get to the by the way, I don't <laughs> when know. you get to the end of the film, it says next up Shrek two and starts counting down, like as if you're watching a television series that's about to begin the next episode. Honestly, yeah. that's my ideal viewing preference for Shrek. <laughs> is that it just immediately goes into Shrek too? That does make sense, though. Just keeps going. Party never stops. Oh, when you're an ogre. Regardless, sort of given the the timing here, I do think we need to vote. Though I, I you know, I'm ready to vote. I think I've I've made my position clear here. I do think that Shrek just feels it just feels more Alex to Jakey. So I'm voting Shrek here. Um. Yeah, I can I can go next. Um, I am also going to vote for Shrek, 
It's an integral part of Alex's DNA. Um, you know, Jake is to Muppets as Alex is to <laughs> Mickey's and Shrek. Um, <laughs> and also Mickey's. to give Alex the opportunity to, to, I don't know, get to vote for uh, the movie he saw with his wife. Yeah. And he uh, won't. I... <laughs> she doesn't listen to the show, so I guess we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, I love my wife, but I love Shrek. <laughs> What a good <laughs> sentence. And I guarantee a lot of people have said that before in their lives. Yeah, probably. Probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, thought. anyway, I, I, I love my wife very much. I am going to vote for Shrek. <laughs> okay, well, Shrek advances because I've, three for three. I've always voted like the movie that I love more. Right. And I feel like true to me. I love Shrek more than Frozen. That's real. See, I know Alex. I'm going to vote perfectly. I'm going to be so in line with Alex in this bracket. It's going to be insane. Okay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Shrek is moving on, but we've got two more movies we've got to talk about. So up first, we've got Jurassic Park released in 1993 directed by wow google so there are three directors apparently for jurassic park steven spielberg is not the first one um oh there are four j.a bayona colin trevorrow steven spielberg and joe johnston and you know what i bet those other three did way more work than he did i bet he's just a little gremlin evil corporate boy what what the hell list are you reading off yeah i Um, don't know i googled jurassic park and in the about section uh, on the right side of Google, there's a director's thing, and it says those four names. It sure does. Um, who knows if that's real or not? That's what I've done for every movie I've pitched for the last however long we've been doing this podcast. <laughs> that's really fun. What if it's just like the fucking assistant directors or some shit? That would be um, really funny. Because um, I always knew this movie as a Steven Spielberg it's movie. It's definitely but. just Steven Spielberg. Um I mean, like, there are definitely, like, additional directors listed, but I don't know who these people are. Maybe one of them is, like, a costuming director, an art director. Oh, you know what? Um, Colin Trevorrow uh, directed Jurassic World, Jurassic <laughs> World oh, Fallen, and Jurassic World Dominion. Oh, this is for Dominion. the series. That's it. That's why. Yeah. Okay, you, well, you, then you Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Steven Spielberg directed Jurassic Park in 1990. Well, maybe we should. Maybe Shrek did not have that many directors <laughs> now that we really yeah. think about it. Now that we think about it. I like how I didn't notice it at all for Shrek. I'm like, yeah, that sounds believable. Well, usually, like, uh, animated, like, they, they'll be like two or three. That's why I was surprised when you listed so many. But, yeah, like, I'll correct it. I'll correct it for, for all next time. Four. I'll, I'll fix it. I'll. I'm not going to fix it in post because I'm too lazy, but I'll fix it for next uh, for next time we talk about Shrek. Um, so Jurassic Park released in 1993, directed by Steven Spielberg. This one that is about. Like, it sounds like there should be more directors for this one. Is one. this one's about? Um, <laughs> there's some archaeologists, and a rich person is like, "Hey, I've been funding your." Uh, your dig but now you got to do some work for me and they're like okay and he takes them to this island where he's genetically bred a bunch of dinosaurs um and it's about the hubris of man and rich people and it all goes horribly wrong so why you guys think i picked this one <laughs> dinosaur kid yeah oh my god i literally was about to say like i was really 
That's so insane. I literally was going to like two word it. I was going to be like, you were a dino kid. Like, yeah, literally. You were, you were aggressively like, if you guys look at this man, you will think he was a dino kid. You will think three things. He's a dino kid. He bites. <laughs> and he got a Shrek statue on his <laughs> desk. <laughs> for some um, reason, you can switch out the clothes on that Shrek statue and you don't know what state of undress he's in. <laughs> <laughs> okay context this is a shrek statue uh this is a shrek statue that i got at dollar tree um <laughs> that's sick the honestly. fact that you felt compelled to get a shrek statue at dollar tree is like well amazing. okay so i was i was with my mom and we do this thing over the holidays where you like wrap a bunch of candy and toys and crap in like a cellophane ball and you have to unwrap it Mm. and like when if you like unwrap the thing you get the prize yeah and my brother and i love shrek and so there were like shrek fiona donkey and puss in boots and i think there was also a farquad but we couldn't find it um and so we like put those in the cellophane ball and i got shrek that's cute the puss in boots movie was so good anyway um yeah anyway did we hit the nail I was kind of a dinosaur kid. What I'll say is when I was a little kid, my brother and I used to watch this like dinosaur special on Discovery Channel where they like animated Hmm. a bunch of dinosaurs and they walked around. Um, Oh, I know that one. Actually. Yeah. And it it was pretty good. It was pretty cool. Um, Then what, what Jurassic Park specifically did was it was the first movie I can remember watching and liking that was not made for kids. Mm. So, so you this were a was dino like, kid. I mean, I guess true. Yeah, I guess it, I guess it was a dino kid. You guys got it. Nice. Um, no, that, but that's awesome. I, I like that. I love like remembering the first real, like, you know, not real. I shouldn't say it like that, but like the first movie you saw that was like adult movie yeah, in your head as like, a kid. Right. And it, I, I like, there are so many key moments from it that stick out to me as a kid and like i was so scared of this movie and it's like a kind of scary movie um you know it's it's not like yeah, a horror movie a but it's a no, thriller it's for scary. sure um yeah yeah so you know i've always liked it and as i watch it again i always have a good time with it um i think it does a lot of fun stuff i remember i was uh when I was in Boy Scouts, we did a camp where we went and stayed on an island for a week and we just like slept outside on an island. Um, and while I was on the island, I read Jurassic Park that week, the book. Ooh. And so that was like a He's really fun, awful. fun experience for me. Mm. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think about this movie? I don't know that I've ever talked to either of you about it. You are, what do you think we think? Yeah, what do you think we think? I think you guys like it. It's a pretty good movie. It's. I think it's got a bunch of fun stories that Jake would like with the animatronics. This is um, true. Yeah, yeah. What you guys think? I don't know why Jake. Matthew Stalling. I don't. He has cursed energy about this one. I don't like it. Uh, no, I, I think this movie is a classic. I like. I, I like the movie a lot. I think the series as a whole has a bad taste in my mouth recently because oh, sure, yeah. the last two For movies sure. were dog water. But. Um, I, I, I think it's a. I think it's an awesome like stands the test of time really really fun premise like it's it's cool to talk about dinos it made me want to watch the land before time but that's a me thing not an mm. alex thing um yeah i i just think it's great the score's awesome i will yeah. say the best scene in any jurassic like park movie is 
the Velociraptor in the, yes. the dream sequence where it's like, Alan, 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 <laughs> Alan. My friends and I went so hard on that bit. It's so funny. <laughs> like, it's a great bit. Like, it's it's genuinely, it, it will play in my head from time to time. It's very, very I used good. to uh, I used to work with someone named Alan. And every time I saw him, I had this like primal urge to look at him and go, Alan, and Alan. we, we were, we did not have a relationship where I could do that to him. <laughs> um, yeah. You could do it to me. Yeah. Alan. Um, <laughs> so my thoughts, um, I love Jurassic Park. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, um, like really love Jurassic. I, it's it, so by the so we never really took any classes together while we were in college um and i'd gotten it mostly out of my system by the time we did i used to like it was like a piece of my high school and prior dna i would hum the score of jurassic park uh while i took tests mm-hmm. to the <laughs> wow chagrin of um everyone around me actually um one of our housemates jake yeah has has had that as part of his lived experience yep. and provided that review of me i believe <laughs> this is this is this is true wow this That's is solid. objectively true i yeah i feel like i've caught you on more than one occasion humming but i thought it was like the starcraft parody of it so i, I was confused. <laughs> okay yeah um no i i love jurassic park i think it is a spectacular film um mm-hmm. i think it's a very interesting adaptation i think the score is great i think the animatronics look awesome yeah um yeah, a it, fun story about Jurassic Park that I just remembered during quarantine. Uh, I have a friend who like met in, in England, um, and she like during, during quarantine was like you know reached out to me. We were talking like a little bit more, and for my birthday, she sent me a Jurassic Park like long sleeve shirt as a gift. Wow! And I was like, why? Because, you know, I didn't, like, mention it or whatever. And she's like, oh, you like movies. And I just thought, like, this is, like, the most movie, like, cool, like, thing you could wear. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to rock this shit. But, like, that's so I, – I'd never brought it up. It's not like I was like, Jurassic Park is my favorite thing in the world. But I just wow. thought it was so sweet that, like, when she thought about movies, it was Jurassic Park. That's crazy. Um, so when I, I – I have two tangents based off of the two things that you said um, in terms of Jurassic Park t-shirts. One of the, so when I was in high school, a lot, I wore a lot of graphic tees and they were largely from the like target graphic tee section. Nice. And I got a Jurassic Park one. And of the graphic tees that I have had since high school, that is probably the only one that I like still have and still wear. Um, Tangentially, talking about uh, Jurassic Park music. When I was writing essays in college, one of the songs that I would listen to was like a string instrument rendition of the Jurassic Park theme. So very good, very good time. Can you sing it for us? Um, there's another movie in this magic. They do you want to introduce the herds. Oh yeah, um, yes, they do. <laughs> I do say that as well, and I feel like I oh never yeah, get it's the a great cadence, right because I feel like I say that people are like, "What the fuck do you mean?" Like we're looking at like a field of corn, <laughs> you know? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, that's so good. That's a good bit. Um, but it's going up against Midnight in Paris. Uh, this one only has one director on Google, probably because there are no sequels directed by other people. And unfortunately, <laughs> that director is Woody Allen. Yeah, yeah. You're not. You're not. You're not winning any brownie points with this one. <laughs> um, it released in 2011. Uh, Owen Wilson uh, is in a relationship with Rachel McAdams, and they're in Paris. Um, and he is a writer looking for inspiration and he gets transported to like 1930s Paris, uh, or like 1920s or something. And he's having a great time there. And he meets like with all the great writers and great artists of that yeah, time. Tom Hiddleston and Adrian Brody. Tom Hiddleston is there. Adrian Brody is there. And that's very Adrian cool. Brody is mm-hmm. Salvador Dali. Yeah. It's so Corey good. Corey Stoll, you know, the guy who played... Uh, Modoc in Ant-Man Quantumania. Wow, that's actually so unfortunate because he does such a good job as Ernest Hemingway. He does. In, he does, uh, he does do movie. a good job. But it's really funny because um, Ant-Man sucks. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, why do you guys think I picked this one? I love this pick for you. I think it's like a very fun... I, I hate that Woody Allen's attached to it. That's a bummer. Um bad taste in the almond mouth, but I like that you picked it because I think it's in indicative of like, you know, you still pick something that meant something to you, even though like bad, bad shit has happened since I feel like you were honest with it. I, I do think you're a romantic boy. Um, I think you romanticize like a lot of things. And I think, uh, especially like a romance fantasy, which is what this is. Um, feels very you because it's like the side, like kind of fantasy, like whatever worlds of like stuff, but you get it in like a very genuine romantic, like cute, whatever thing. Um, so I, I think that's very em- emblematic of of who you are, and you're more like romantic and romanticizing, not just romantic, like in like a ooh kiss me uh, kind of a deal, but like in a I'm trying to sleep with Alex Matthew. You don't have to. Make <laughs> I know. I was just I was just shocked by how seductive. Yeah. That was. <laughs> um, but also, like, in a you romanticized life, and I feel like this is a very fantastical romanticizing uh, thing. So I, I like the pick for you. Yeah, so I, I think that the idea of romanticization is a pretty clear through line here. Oh God, I should have mentioned um, something. Wife, something about wife. <laughs> okay. I had to cover um, my bases, sorry. No, no, I don't, I don't have, like, a third eye opening, yeah. like, good connection on this one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I this one caught me off guard like well and truly and yeah we'll get into it I don't know what 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 what's the take here Alex so Jake you were pretty close actually yeah um I, I, what I do in middle school was like very infatuated with the idea mm. of like well that but also the idea of like classic romanticism of like finding beauty in the mundane or the mm-hmm. ugly and like that kind of thing. And I think that partially, boy. I think that partially stemmed from my like lack of self-respect, <laughs> like disliking myself. <laughs> so like oh. this idea of like finding beauty in That's the ugly. Real. That's very and, real. Um, I, this movie, I think similarly kind of was just like a perfect storm of when it came out and like what it, meant to me the Mm -hmm. idea of like art and like the escapism of it and like feeling like i'm like trapped in middle school and like 
the girls don't like me, but like if Hell I was in yeah. this like art, if I was in this time of like great art and like beauty, like I could be someone and like I could like you know. Um, and it was also at the same time, like in middle school, I read the old man in the sea or whatever. And so like Ernest Hemingway was in it and I was like, I know that guy. Um, and so it was like, I was reading all these like works of all these like books written by these people that are in this movie. And so it was just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it just no kind of came Tom out at the right Hiddleston time. would talk to you. Yeah, exactly. Didn't, didn't know Loki would come, come for you. Wow. Both two of those people are in the MCU now. That's crazy. Where's yeah. Adrian Brody in the MCU? Please. <laughs> Please. I'm waiting for Owen Wilson to be Ant-Man he's too. He's, he's oh yeah. He was in Loki. That's crazy. Wow. Do you think this was like a big, re- uh, reuniting for them? No, they, they hated each other famously wow. on this set. So Matthew, well, why do you hate Midnight in Paris? Talk about it. <laughs> Whoa, you're just unloading. I don't, okay. This is the the will talk about it. I knew it. Um, I knew it, and it is for me too. Like like I I'm, I think I'm with you. So this was a movie that has been on my mind for the past two ish weeks since I watched it, or week and a half, whatever. And I've been thinking a lot about it. When I initially watched it, I quite liked it. I was like, it's a very pretty movie. I think it's generally pretty well acted. Um, it It's like fairly lighthearted and fun. But it like the more I stewed on it, something began itching at my mind that I haven't be able, been able to get out of it. Um, Owen Wilson's character reminds me a lot of Emily from Emily in Paris. <laughs> All right. So that's the end of this episode. Um, you uh, know, tune in next week to find out what the fuck is going on. And the reason for that connection chiefly stems from Owen Wilson um, or Gil shows zero accountability for his actions. Yeah. yeah. And that the movie seeks to portray him as the hero of all of this when like, yeah, Rachel McAdams sucks, but <laughs> Not like, in general, we love you, Rachel McAdams. I want to yeah, make that yeah, very Inez clear. sucks, but Gil sucks too. Mm-hmm. Like he is going, he was literally going to steal his fiance's earrings to give them to a woman from 70 years ago because he read in her diary that she had a dream. He gave her earrings and they had sex like man is down so bad and it isn't in like he gets caught trying to do this and it's not even like a self-reflective moment he just goes and buys different earrings like gil literally doesn't like shows no accountability has this big revelation of like wow i'm so caught up in nostalgia and like how things used to be and it's like okay motherfucker but like maybe if instead of tromping off to 1930s if you like, I don't know, went to fucking couples therapy, you guys could like figure <laughs> some of your shit out. Yeah. Like, uh, so I don't know. I think that's the thing. And I think that's part of why I resonated so much as like a middle schooler was because like I sucked in middle school. Like I was a Damn. shitty person. Yeah. Um, so it was like, yeah. oh, that's not good, actually not shit. like <laughs> Gil not self-reflecting and like being the protagonist was great for me because I didn't self-reflect. Yeah, like, it was like confirmation. You're seeing an adult doing it and you're just like, yeah. 
I'm like, like this I don't is, gotta do that shit. Well, and it's not like I was actively thinking like, oh yeah, if I was dating someone and there was someone who was gonna have sex with me, like I'd steal some earrings. But it was like <laughs> I'm not um, saying like middle school me if I'm going through puberty and I look at Mary Cotillard and she's like, I I wanna do stuff I don't know, man. This is a terrible metaphor, but <laughs> I think to it, like, like to spin it. I like in middle school was not someone who was like, oh, people like girls don't like me. It must be like there's something like it was like a there's something wrong with me. But it was like at the same time, like I shouldn't have to fix myself kind of thing. Like it was like a defiance, but also like an unwillingness to examine myself mm-hmm. and the things yeah, that it was immaturity made it me was, shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Woody I, Allen is very <laughs> immature. So I, I think that that's like a really enlightened twist mm-hmm. to like reflect on yourself. Um, I think it's very self aware. Like I, I, I like it. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Like you took the words right out of my mouth, Jake. Um, the piece I'll give though is that like the movie still tries to play Gil as like the good guy in the oh, end. Yeah, for like sure. it doesn't reflect at all. And, like, I think it's totally good to have characters that are self-reflective or unrepentant. Like, it can be really interesting. But, like, the film has to then, like, do something with how they portray them or how it is framed. This movie does none of that. And I think that's what, like, has really gotten me. But I do love that connection to yourself. I think it's, like, it is, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, it's honest. Yeah. Like, I think that, like, that's why I said, like, I love the pick for you, like, in general. Because I felt like you pick something to where like it, it could be seen as like a cringe or like a whatever like thing and not in a bad way, like genuinely not in a bad way, but I feel like you were honest about why you picked it. And I like that. Yeah, that's yeah. It's a very, very good point. Mm-hmm. Cause well, it is a beautiful about, movie. Like it's not like, you know, talking about um, Jurassic park, there's a big elephant in the room. Um, and maybe it's cause I just watched Jurassic park and the FBI agent in my phone is like, Oh, I'm going to send him dinosaur articles now. Um, Dino kid. I don't, I can't tell if this is current news or what. Um, apparently the T-Rex in Jurassic park is all wrong and that's cause it didn't have the T-Rex in Jurassic park. They figured out now based on science, looking at T-Rex teeth that the T-Rex probably had big luscious lips protecting those chompers. So, um, is this your version of single lonely milfs in your area? Like, is this like what your, your dinosaurs with big full big lips, full lips in your area? <laughs> they like I mean, they did they did tests on like fossils of like T Rex teeth, and they were like, oh, the, if the T Rex didn't have lips covering its teeth, the teeth would be more weathered. So, um, animatronic T Rex, more like fake animatronic. Poop well, Rex, big dummy. I mean, if we're talking honestly, like dinos in Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, no, the they're not accurate. Yeah, they look super cool, but like ninety-eight percent of it is just shit that Steven Spielberg made up because he's like, that would be awesome. And it Velociraptors, is, it is no, no, in no, fact no. awesome. <laughs> like Didn't the Mitchells and the Machines teach us that dinos have feathers. Yeah, most well, likely. And Velociraptors are actually like small and more turkey sized. Um, those are. Those are Utah rappers. <laughs> it shouldn't get me. You're just sitting back in your chair, just saying Alan. And I, I'm, that's like the bless up moment. That, that's me laughing, laughing at, that's like, yeah, that's the equivalent. 
<laughs> I love the bless up moment. I don't even remember what episode that was, but uh, if you're I listening, I have no audience, idea what episode yeah. that was. But that was a great moment. It's a great moment. And I say it. Have. I say bless up now normally. Yeah. Like someone sneezed at work, and I just went bless up. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I think there was so much like good, smart stuff going on in Jurassic Park as a movie. I think that to uh, Jake's question from the first part, mm-hmm. like w- digging into that connection you have to this a little bit, is this is this just like the first adult movie you liked and you watched a dinosaur special with your brother? Like what, what else is going on here? Mm-hmm. I mean, like I do think it like changed the way I thought about movies in a big way. Like after this, I would go on and I watched like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Like that was Woo! the other like – it's damn like it's a Disney movie, but it's not like for kids, you know, like it's scary. Right. Um, so I think like <laughs> Matt's like I watched Saw. <laughs> when I, was, I watched cursed YouTube videos of Saw. Yeah, to, to Jake's point on like my brain needs to be studied. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, that's what happened. But you were on the Jurassic Park to Pirates of the Caribbean pipeline. No, yeah. Alex pipeline. has like Alex is our healthy host you know he's like our like like i can't well say adjusted. he's well Healthy, adjusted, well adjusted. Like, he was, like, i watched movies yeah. at the right time i went to jurassic park to like pie to the caribbean because my brain's healthy like don't flex on us because we're little weirdos you know and i watched killer clowns when i was like five years old and was like this is cinema you know like that's <laughs> that's on me that's um yeah i mean i think like both of these movies had like very fun impacts on me, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think Midnight in Paris was kind of like a perfect storm where it came out at the right time. I was like studying those things and I was studying philosophy and I like watched that movie and I was like, that's what this movie is. Um, and it validated a lot of things about myself that I look back on with shame <laughs> um, mm-hmm. versus like, I don't know, Jurassic Park, I think. I like dinosaurs. Like, I don't, I don't know that I would define myself as a dinosaur kid, but like, I, I like think you're doing dinosaurs. it already though. Um, I remember freshman year of college. You can ask my roommate. I spent hours upon hours playing the video game, Ark survival evolved running oh around on an Island with a bunch of dinosaurs. Yo, like, yo, I back. like dinosaur. I don't know that I was a dinosaur kid, but I like dinosaurs. Now he's a dino adult. He's a dino. A dino he's a adult. self-proclaimed dino adult. Um, um, yeah. Nice. I will say, uh, Timmy getting electrocuted is one of the funniest things I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We just know a guy named Timmy. Uh, that was an aside. That <laughs> yeah, he just shot, a, just shot a video in the group chat. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It was pretty funny. I just don't know how it's relevant to the podcast. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Anyway, circling back. Um, no, I think it's fair. Like, there is this idea that, like, films can be meaningful to us because they, like, attach to a specific point in our life and, like, reveal something about our character, I think is, like, incredibly important. Conversely, sometimes it's also just important to have movies that are like, I just like this thing. Like, it's just fun and enjoyable. And like, yeah, like I like dinosaurs and this movie's got cool dinosaurs in it. Like, I don't know. There's something. There's something great about it. We we don't have to (laughs) psychoanalyze it. Like, it's very like some shit's just cool, man. Yeah. But I think we might be at that time. Yeah. Well, Matthew said he'd vote, too. How about that? grind um 
I don't know what's going on in my brain. Um, That's why we need to psychoanalyze. Given given the statement I just made, um, I'm going to go ahead and vote for Jurassic Park here. I think it's very refreshing to just like have a movie that's like, I just like like this thing. And I am going to actually vote for Midnight in Paris because I kind of like the shame. <sighs> I kind of, so I kind of like the shame. Like you talked, like it had a really good reason. I thought I was going to be voting for Jurassic Park here. I really, really did. But upon our conversation, like I really like the shame aspect. I really, I, I don't know. I like it. I think it's self-reflective. A, it's so, yeah. it is mature. Of it's you. mature. It's of you. such a good angle. It's, I was so great. impressed. It's great. I think ugh, it's tough because in a way, I want to vote for Midnight in Paris because. I also feel like you haven't said everything you wanted to say about it. I feel like you've tiptoed around. Stuff. I definitely That's have more mine. to talk about with both of these movies. Yeah, for sure. But I yeah. think we've barely um, talked about Jurassic Park. <laughs> Which one's th- Jurassic Park? I feel like there's something special about like Midnight in Paris and how like the shame of like what it said about me that it meant so much to me at the time and stuff like that. But at the same time, I feel like it would be more Alex of me to vote for Jurassic park. Cause I like dinosaurs. This and, is very true. And so at the end of the day, I think I'm going to vote for Jurassic park. He's embarrassed of his shame. Alex is <laughs> Jake's unbroken streak of voting uh, with Alex in this bracket. <laughs> <laughs> it's DOA, baby. <laughs> I voted for Jurassic Park if you replay the clip. Honestly, you edit it, cut and paste, <laughs> switch our voices. Yeah, that'd be so funny. Um, yeah, so with that, Jurassic Park advances. It will face off against Shrek in the next um, episode. Or in the quarterfinals, semifinals. Um, you and you get, before <laughs> we get to short circuited, like what's going on? I literally did. I'm broken. Um, uh, but before we get there, we've got the other half of the bracket, um, which to remind everyone, if you want to watch alongside us, we've got TMNT Teenage 1990 Ninja versus Ninja Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Uh, and then we've got Ninja Turtles, Teenage Princess Bride Ninja. versus Seven Days in Hell. Um, so it should be a lot of fun. Those are very, uh, those are very fun. Yeah, if you enjoyed today's episode, share it with... (laughs) Share it with Alex. Yeah, share it with an Alex. No, our Alex. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't want higher ratings. I just want Alex to be bombarded with people saying, like, hey, watch this. Yeah, follow us on social media. (laughs) We're on all of your favorites. Um, Share the episode with Alex um, by tweeting (laughs) at ToughCutPod. You can mail um, it to his address, 421 South. Um, I don't know if we say anything else. As I said, I'm short-circuiting. Yeah. Alex, say that thing you say at the end of the episode. Teenage Mutant. <laughs>